It is now time for episode six of Pridecast, the official podcast of Hofstra Athletics. Today we are joined by the head volleyball coach here at Hofstra University, Emily Mansour. Enjoy. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Coach, you're now in your third season here at Hofstra University you're f- as the head coach, fourth overall as you spend a year in an assistant. Uh, talk about just overall your general thoughts on being now in your third year as one of the uh, head coaches here at the university. And I feel very privileged to have a chance to work in such a great institution. I really mean this. I'm very thankful for having the opportunity to become my first time head coach in such a great place to work and just for me, a home. And uh, I know like with our team and with all the sports, we just work hard to make Hofstra University the best that we can. And it's, it is it is a very special place to work. Speaking of very special places, New York seems to be a very special place to you. Uh, you've now made it your home. You went to college in New York. You're a 2006 graduate of Iona College, correct? 2005, you can talk out loud, it's all right. It's a, conver- <laughs> it's a conversation. 2005 graduate of Iona College. Uh, what, can you talk about your selection of I? You, you, I believe you're, when you chose Iona, you had never been to the United States, correct? No, actually, when I chose, I, I had uh, the chance to do an exchange program. Yes, because my sister did an exchange program in Massachusetts, and then my dad, my parents kind of forced me to do it. It's not something I wanted, but they wanted all of the kids to learn English. So I was in Massachusetts when I get I got the chance to choose Iona as my school, but... I wasn't exposed that I didn't know how the recruiting system worked. I had no idea how everything was in New York for us Brazilians. And I think just internationals, it's a place that you you are amazed by and you want to have for sure the chance to leave close and to make it a home. So uh, you were in Massachusetts in what year, 2004? No, in 2000, right before college. That's when I went for my senior year in high school. I went to Massachusetts and I actually played volleyball on the high school team over there and I played the season of club. That's how I got the Iona coach to give me a scholarship during that time. And so I did, I could barely speak English, like literally did, only thing I knew was, may I have water? That's what I remember, can I go to the bathroom? That's all I, and I did a ESL program at Framingham High School in Massachusetts. So you came to the United States without knowing English to a state of Massachusetts. What, what, why Massachusetts and how was that experience? Because my sister had gone to the family, to the hosting family, is an American family in Framingham, Massachusetts. So I chose to go to the same family that she did because she really enjoyed her, her time there. And this is a program that there is a company that places you in families and you have a chance to come and spend six months to one year learning the language. So that's why we chose Massachusetts. And there is a big Brazilian community there. So in terms of business, uh, my family had already ties with business in Massachusetts, and that's how we started. And uh, did you become like a Red Sox fan or anything while you're up there? I did enjoy Red Sox, but I do have to say, when I came to New York, Yanks is the team that I'm not a baseball fan, but Yanks is my team if you have to choose a team in America. <laughs> then you attend Iona College, graduate in 2005, as you mentioned. After college, you kind of have a unique experience. You, uh, you were involved in some financial world outside of coaching or outside of volleyball, and you also then coach some club volleyball. Talk about your experiences post-Iona, pre-Hofstra. 
Yeah, so right when I graduated uh, Iona, volleyball was my life. So I actually went during spring break when everybody was going to party, I went to Europe to play in a volleyball tournament uh, during my senior year. And I actually, as soon as I graduated college and I went to play professional for one year in Germany. So I played one year in Germany and while I was in Germany and I had signed a contract for my second season, I got a letter from immigration that I had to come back to America in order to get my papers and have a chance to continue to stay in the U.S. if I chose to. Uh, so I had to make the decision either to continue to play volleyball or to come back to U.S. and make a new life. So it was a very hard decision, but I decided to come back to U.S. because I loved having a chance to live here and I just really enjoyed how the volleyball opportunity you have here outside of any other place. So I came back to US and went into the the business world. I went to work to my family business, my sister and my dad's business, which is um, a money exchange currency uh, type of business. So I worked that. I was manager and compliance chief. It's a very tough business. You have a lot of compliance paperwork so I got to have a chance to work on that part of the business and that was Massachusetts again and Connecticut and uh, it was a great experience because it really taught me how to work with every different type of background. We worked a lot with Brazilian people that were here working but you you learn to work with people and I think that's very beneficial for my coaching experience that I have now. Did you, we should have started this earlier but uh, your entire youth, was that in Brazil or did you move around anywhere else? No, my entire youth was in Brazil. I moved around in Brazil because in Brazil volleyball works in a different way. So when I was 14, I moved out of my family to live with my team in a different city. So we get to live in a sports school and do, it's a little bit different than how things work here in the US, but I lived in Brazil my whole life until my senior year in high school when I went to Massachusetts. So. Now your post Iona career is done. You're, you've now played professionally. You've now worked in the financial field, and you've now coached in the finance in the volleyball world. Uh, at what point in your career did you say, you know what, coaching and coaching college is, college is something I really have an interest in? My sophomore year in college, uh, I was very lucky when I was at Iona. Uh, Downstate is a club, it's a local club in New York, and the director of Downstate came to to help in practice one day, and he asked if anyone wanted to coach. So sophomore year in college, I started coaching for them, and the, my first year in college, I was 19, and I was coaching a 17 travel team. So after that, I knew I wanted to be a college coach. I absolutely loved it, and I learned what the opportunities were in college coaching here, and I knew that after I graduated, I wanted to go play professional, and then wanted to come back and become a coach. What? Uh, so at some point, Four years ago, roughly four years ago, uh, assistant coaching position opens up at Hofstra and you have an interest. What attracted you to this position and what made you think that this is the spot that, at least as an assistant coach, that it would be a good spot for Emily Mansour to, to uh, make a home? It was actually very funny. Uh, and I was leaving Europe when this job opening up. I was leaving Portugal. And I came, I played in an adult team here in New York because there is like the adult nationals. So I had just come to New York for this tournament that was going to happen. And Hofstra was having a spring tournament and a, a team had dropped out. 
So my adult team was asked to come fill in for the tournament. So I came to play because I knew the assistant coach during that time here. So I came to play at the tournament and the head coach told me that her assistant coach was leaving if I had any any interest in coaching college and being an assistant coach here. At that point, this was not even close of the plans of coming back to America. So I went back to Europe and then spoke to my, my fiance back then uh, about this opportunity to come to interview for this job. I knew Hofstra because when I played at Iona, we looked actually up to Hofstra. It was a very good team was very well respected when I played volleyball in 2001 to 2005. Hofstra really was a very strong team. And when I had the opportunity to interview for this job, um, and it was New York that I'm familiar with, I really took the opportunity. I flew in just for the interview, and then it just worked out that I got the job. So you flew in just for an interview from Portugal to New York to interview for an assistant coaching job at Hofstra University, correct? Yes, that is correct. When Christine and others was the previous coach called me and it was like, I'm serious, this is really is gonna happen if you wanna come for the interview. I had no second thoughts. I talked to my fiance, he supported me. I took I think it was like the next week I flew here for the interview. So you obviously take the job, uh your first year as an assistant coach, uh you go through the time and then in March or April of the that following after that season uh, coach Christina Hernandez takes the head coaching job at Stetson College in Florida uh, Stetson University and the process begins where Hofstra's hiring a new coach you're the interim coach at this point correct yes that is correct uh, obviously you have a strong desire to become the head coach of the program uh, what were your thoughts going into this process at, while also being the interim coach, almost like a job applicant on site? And it was just unbelievable how everything had happened. And I really didn't expect like Christina, uh, the previous coach, Christina Nunes, to leave. I had made the decision with my husband to go back to Europe at that point already because he was he had his plans for his career and i was going to follow that but then when the previous coach uh, got a different opportunity and i got a chance to be the interim head coach it was a dream absolutely on my second year coaching college volleyball i didn't expect that to happen so i loved the group that we had in 2014 and i felt blessed to have a chance to work with them and just learn what really being a head coach was during the interim time did never expect to have a chance to get this job. So the process goes through, and lo and behold, you're the next head coach of Hofstra Volleyball, a program, as you mentioned previously, is steeped in tradition, uh, NCAA tournaments and everything, and you are now the leader of this program. Do you remember, like, the day you found out? Do you remember, like, is there a good story you got from that initial day or something that you remember initially on that you're like, wow, this, this really happened? Yeah, no, just throughout the whole process of interview, like, of course, I wanted this job more than anything, but I just felt so thankful for getting the chance to to, to be interviewed. That is the reality. And to, to really get a chance to show that potentially I could be the person to run this program. And when I got the phone call that I got the job, I really did not believe it that that had happened. And I was just so thankful to everyone that interviewed me for our athletic director, Jeff Hathaway, because I was, I guess, one of his first hires as head coach here 
and I just felt so thankful for the benefit of the doubt to trusting on me this great program and this amazing uh, opportunity to make this my job and my dream job. So obviously, as we mentioned, this program has now been to eight NCAA tournaments. Your first year, you have arguably one of the greatest players in program history on the roster, and you have a multitude of other talent. What do you do in your first year other than just take the team to the NCAA tournament? Uh, what a remarkable first season. Uh, can you just recap what it was like to lead your team to 28 wins, NCAA tournament, uh, CA championship, and just uh, not sure a first year for a head coach could go any better than it really did for you, did it? No, that was it's tough to start in such a good way it was amazing and it was special again as I said like that group really supported me and really bought in and everything that I had to offer on the first year here so that made it very special and uh, winning the coaching staff that I have it's again unbelievable we would not be where we are you know without their support and their help uh S.A.E. Valles and Matt Harvard Davis just great everything worked out well it was a dream coming true again nothing that we expect but it just came out and it really set up the a high note for what we have to continue to build here did did you look back at any point whether it was that december after that season ended or in the off season of that year just and look back and say like holy cow like look at all the success i was able to have with such a great program you know noria kelsey hannah all those players that were on that team just buying into your program in year one and allowing it to be such a successful run? Oh, no, I look back at every day. I'm thankful for them because they they started the foundation of what our program is based out. They started the culture of this program. So if they didn't, it would be much harder to get the next group and the next group to buy in. So I, I am blessed every day that those are the girls that were here to help us initiate what we want to make out of this program. Year two, regular season championship, obviously didn't end the way you would have hoped, but year one and two end with some sort of championship. Uh, and then now we're in the midst of year three as we narrow down the year towards the conference tournament. Uh, I want to get into a couple more topics. Uh, some of you've obviously come very close with in your time as the head coach, Frank Halfer, somebody that means obviously a great deal to this program and to Hofstra University in general. Can you, can you talk about how much a couple areas of Fran, like how much she's meant to you as a mentor and how much you've realized she's meant to this program. As I'm doing this interview right now, I'm like, I need to talk about Coach Cal uh, Coach Fran because she has been an amazing mentor to me. She really has. I can, she's very open for me to call her and to talk to her at any time. She follows our games. She came to our UNLV match since the first day that I got into this program. She has reached out and she has helped us accomplish what we are accomplishing. She really has because I know I can call her and I can have her support, even if it's a text message when we don't win. And I'm like Ugh, so upset at myself. She gives me the, the fire to continue to go. And I want to be what she was for this program. Yeah, I, I know from my area, just from having known Fran for so long, she she's fully invested. I get texts from her in match like, why is this happening or why is that happening? At the end of matches, I have to send her updated stats in addition to our current coaching staff. So it, it's she's certainly invested, and uh, obviously every ounce of success this program has ever experienced are a result of her hard work, and I'm sure that's part of the reason you're so invested in what you do every day. Oh, 100%. Like, this is 
this is my program as much as this is her program and any other coach that steps in this chair is gonna be because she is the founder of this the same way that i say the 2014 team is the owner of the foundation that we created for the program that we have now Hofstra volleyball is the foundation of the job that coach friend califer did for this program so this is her program forever and no one can take that away and uh, i really hope i can because I want to be here as long as she was here. So I hope I can accomplish the things that she did. And it's I know it's a very high hope and it's a lot to go for. But that's that's what I want to go for. Uh, you've obviously made it a home like in New York. As we have mentioned before, I own a Hofstra and in between. Uh, you've settled down in Island Park, New York, correct? You bought a home recently, right? Yes. The Island we, Park or no? Yes, yes, we did buy a home in Island Park, Isla, Harbor Island. That's where oh. we are. And that's where... We're going to be for a long time to make our family. So, you know, international, former international student athlete who's now made America their home, uh, you've now created a roster which is de- primarily international with a mix of Americans. What has made you make that area such a successful part of your program, getting kids in your program from both America and foreign countries? I... I believe in diversity, multicultural. I think we we grow a lot from that, and that's what I want to expose our student athletes to because I think my job, it is to be an amazing volleyball coach, but it is to give our student athletes the best opportunity to grow as a person that I can, and I think this is really important. I think you have to have that. You have to experience something that you cannot experience on an everyday basis, and I think Hofstra Volleyball can give this to the student athletes that we have in future ones because it's not every day that you have to experience a different culture, experience a different background, and I think this is my responsibility to the group that I have. Well, Coach, we thank you for joining us today on the podcast, the official podcast of Hofstra Athletics. Good luck in the uh, remainder of this season and as you move forward with the Hofstra Volleyball program. Continued success. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you for your support throughout uh, my my time here. You are also a big part of Hofstra Volleyball, and I'm sure you know that. So we've seen the Lewis. Nothing is possible without you guys, so thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. We're now back with head volleyball coach Emily Mansour for the Pride Five. Five questions for Coach Mansour. Quick, Coach, these are quick. Just give a <laughs> quick answer here and just – Give your thoughts. Uh, favorite food in America and favorite food in your home country of Brazil. Okay, so favorite food on my home country in Brazil. That's an easier one. I'll start with that. That's called churrasco. That's our Brazilian meat that's uh, just very fresh. I love that. Uh, favorite food in America. You like, like pizza or something? Yes, like? I was going to say. I'm going to say pizza. I love pizza. I love the New York-style pizza. And what was that food from Brazil? What animal is that from, I guess? Uh, that's cow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> couldn't, under- couldn't understand what you said there. Uh, favorite sports team growing up, and if you have one now, in America? Okay, so favorite sports team growing up. I'm going to say Flamengo. That's a soccer team uh, in Brazil. I still follow. Absolutely love it. That's my team. Uh, In America, I am going to say the New York Giants. I just really enjoy football. It's a sport that I enjoy watching. Not going to say I know much about it, but I love them. Um, Your greatest moment as a student athlete at Iona that you can remember and the highlight of your coaching career at Hofstra, singular highlight. 
as a volleyball player when we won the only uh, championship that Iona has ever won. Uh, and uh, Hofstra volleyball, every moment so special, oh my God. I would say competing as high as we did in Nebraska on the postseason and representing Hofstra the best way. Was that three questions we did so far? Yes, we need two more. Um, what is uh, – name one mentor growing up that kind of helped establish who you become as a person. Um, I have to say, honestly speaking, my parents, my family is everything to me. So who I am today, it's because of what they taught me. Very nice, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And last question, uh, your favorite touristy-like spot in New York City to visit? Uh, my favorite place in New York as a tourist to visit. Oh, my God, I'm so amazed by the whole city. Honestly, we just go down the weekends. I can't tell you my favorite place. Well, like Times Square or anything like that? No, you don't like Times Square. Times Square is very busy. Very like busy. Okay. you got I enjoy walking in Brooklyn, going towards there the Brooklyn Bridge and walking in Brooklyn. That's, I think it's, it's a mix of New York City with what New York really is about. I love that. So you really become a New Yorker because you chose to not name the place where tourists would go, mm-hmm. Times Square, and you chose a place that a New Yorker might choose near the Brooklyn Bridge. I guess. I am a New Yorker now. Wow. Well, that, that's a perfect way to end. Coach, thank you so much, and good luck, like we said, the rest of the year, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Steve. We thank you for listening to Pridecast, the official podcast of Hofstra Athletics. For all the updated news about Hofstra Athletics, please visit GoHofstra.com. The upcoming weekend in Hofstra Athletics is a busy one, as Friday we'll see the cross-country team take part in the Division I Northeast Regional in the Bronx. Uh, the Hofstra men's soccer team will take on William & Mary in the CAA semifinals at the Hofstra Soccer Stadium. The Hofstra volleyball team will be on the road to take on Elon. And the Hofstra men's and women's basketball teams will open their season at home as the women will take on Marist at 5 p.m. and will be followed by the men's basketball team taking on Coppin State. Invite you again to visit GoHofstra.com for all the updated news about Hofstra athletics. Thanks so much for listening and go Pride.